You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Greetings, niggas, uh, niggas, in betweens. Welcome to another episode of the Ratchet Rambler Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, AKA a bitch be sleepy, AKA in me a bitch. Um, I am joined by my friend and my co-host. Uh, hey everybody, it's me, Candace. But you bitches need to stand up. <laughs> stand up in 2022. Y'all are sitting on Al Gore's internet talking about how ugly you are because niggas said that. Uh, when they cheat, it ain't about looks. Sometimes the ugly bitch got a better disposition. And you hoes sitting up here talking about, mm-hmm, my dad said that. It ain't always about looks. It's about who bring you peace. Ain't no fucking way. Ain't no fucking way I would sit on the internet and, and downplay myself physically for some kikis and some ha-has and some you get it from niggas on the internet. Niggas who use the same washcloth to watch they dick they balls they ass and they face is y'all okay <laughs> is y'all okay we talk about motherfuckers who don't even put conditioner in their hair they just use head and shoulders two in one <laughs> stand y'all asses up stop seeking validation from motherfuckers who don't want you one way or the other niggas like attractive women i don't give a fuck what they telling you on the internet i don't give a fuck how much peace an ugly bitch could bring niggas fuck women that they're attracted to (laughs) they fuck women that they are attracted to in some capacity what are y'all doing I'm sorry, but the worst piece of ugly bitch thrown together is killing me. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck how much peace ugly bitches bring. As a whole, as a whole, when men cheat, men cheat because people cheat. Ooh, let me shit. take, let me walk it back. People cheat because they want to cheat. Oh, and they cheat with people who who want to fuck them. And there's some sexual and physical chemistry there that gets them to fucking. I don't care what nobody tell you. I do not care. She could be a booger wolf in the face, but there's something about that woman that he is fucking attracted to. And it's not just because she bring peace because too many of you niggas get caught cheating because the bitches y'all cheating, we be telling it on y'all to be talking about she bring them peace. How she bring them peace? But she texting your main bitch. She giving you ultimatums. Talk about if you don't pay her rent, she gonna call your, your woman up. Y'all get caught out there way too much to be talking about he cheat with somebody that bring him peace. That bitch just as chaotic as you. He just don't have to go home to her. He don't know how chaotic she is because he fuck nothing and, and go home to you. And y'all give each other hell. Stop playing in my face. I mean, I, is... I know I ain't the baddest bitch, but I'm the, I'm the bitch on your... No, you dumb. You ain't the baddest bitch. You the saddest bitch. <laughs> the saddest bitch. To be downplaying yourself like that for it. <laughs> the saddest bitch. To be downplaying yourself. Text that to me. For in- <laughs> strangers on the internet. Child, get, y'all, get y'all's asses up. I know your knees hurt. Y'all always down bad. I know your shins burning. 
Good job. Hey, everybody. These rants, bro, these rants brought to you by the, the foolishness, brought to you by Black Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hey, everybody. Welcome to Ratchet Ramblings. Ratchet Reloaded. It, we gave y'all a two-for-one episode. We're going to give it to you again today before we load back up because Real Housewives of Atlanta is coming in. Love and Marriage DC is coming in. And so we're going to have a lot to cover. Right. However... Um, However, to that, um, Andy, bravo, Andy, um, all the Atlanteans, we just gonna say this and be clear. <clears throat> in the words of Curtis, we're here to stand up in truth and transparency. For the last, I want to say, four to five seasons, you bitches have been boring. So we are gonna have, we say Atlanta is coming back, but it's gonna be an episode by episode basis from us because. I don't know who in, in y'all studio writing. I don't know who, what y'all been smoking, but it's not been given. It's been boring as all hell. And I know we sound like a broken record at this point, but God damn it, the facts are facts. Hello. Um, <laughs> so we're going to be we're going to be covering today uh, Black in Compton in New York. Uh, this episode of Love and Marriage was a filler episode, kind of a setup for all of the chaos and calamity we are about to see with Marceau and Tisha Scott. It's about to get very fucking ugly on this next half of the season. So they gave us an episode where they just took a took a look back at some of their mm-hmm. most monumental arguments. Uh, you know, some a lot of the rumors that have been circulating around Marceau and infidelity. So you know, we're not going to cover that. We've talked, we've talked about that plenty. We both have said, myself and Jeremy have said that absolutely Marceau cheats on Tisha. She's way too insecure for a woman who has a husband who know how to keep it in his pants. Yeah. With a smoke, that's fire. Absolutely. So with that said, then we'll come in and we'll do love after lockup. Listen, if you are not subscribed to our Patreon, you really are missing out because we do cover some shows that you will not get on the regular feed because it's just too jam-packed. We cover love after lockup, life after lockup, love during lockup, marriage All the lockups. Uh, Jocelyn's Cabaret, uh, I think we may mess uh, growing up hip-hop. I think we may uh, do... Brad loves Judy. Uh, we cover some good stuff on the Patreon and Mama June's uh, always on the road. To rebi- Let me tell you something, bitch, big white bitch, <laughs> big white bitch, <laughs> <laughs> loose neck bitch. You on the road today? <laughs> Why? How much redemption do your big ass need? You are always trying to be redeemed for being a fucking crackhead and abandoning your fucking kids. You don't need no more redemption, bitch. You need inpatient rehab. You most motherfuckers, listen, you can't when, when honey boo boo started, you was big as a summer cabin in the woods. You made so much money that you got gastric bypass, got the fat removed from your arms, your neck. How you a fat crackhead? How did you smoke your motherfucking teeth back out and you still big? Anyways, we're going to be covering that because I, I, I love putting a spotlight 
on the armpits of America, and that's that's typically white people, but specifically trailer trash white people. I love it. I love it because y'all got so much to say about black people and and stereotypes about black people, but y'all are y'all are fucking terrible. Smoke your teeth away, give your kids away, go to jail, get out of jail, smoke some more crack, abandon some more kids. Y'all are terrible fucking people. Armpits of America is taking me down. Well, did I lie? Once a minute, once a minute. Well, we're going to go ahead and get into Black Ink. Uh, We are going to jump straight to Compton. Wasn't wasn't very much to talk about with Compton. Um, Specifically, though, I want to talk about two things. Lemire letting... Ken and Barbie know that he's not going to be able to open up a shop right now. He's got to be present and accounted for uh, with his fiance and their new, the newest addition to their family. And they were a bit disappointed, but my thing is y'all don't necessarily need Lemire to open up a shop. And I agree with Lemire. They're like, well, bro, you could just help us open it and then we could keep it going in your absence. And he like, no, that's not how I'm running no business. And I agree. If you're going to open up a a business and your name is tied to it and your reputation is tied to it, you got to be there. You got to be present and you got to be accountable. Correct it don't make sense to let everybody else take the reins while you invest in all the money. That don't make sense to me. And Barbie and Ken, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure, but, and I'm not going to say what your finances should because we're coming out of a pandemic and everybody has struggled. And if you've been able to keep your head above water, you are blessed. How, but if you want to open up a shop, you two will have to maybe get together and try to get it done or somebody do it individually. But no, I don't think it's fair to ask for Lemire to kick in on this. And he just does not have the space and capacity to be involved in it fully. That wouldn't be fair to him. It wouldn't be fair to y'all. And it wouldn't be fair to any artist coming in the door at that shop. But let's talk about the shit that went on with Cat Shop. One, congratulations to Nessie finding a new place to tattoo and being very welcome. But this this guy, this light-skinned guy, what's his name, Eric? Mm-hmm. Master fucking manipulator. How do you up and pack up all your shit in the middle of the night, even take the artwork that you provided off the walls, quit because you had to, you were asked to pay booth rent and pay it on time, then think you should just be able to come back and manipulate Cat with that? Well, you said I'm like a little brother to you and the doors would always be open. When people tell you the doors is always open for you to come back, the stipulation is that when you leave, you leave in a way that's respectful so that that door can remain open should you need to come back. You don't get to do fuck shit and, and not pay what you owe. Literally. Literally, and then come back like, well, you said I could come back anytime. 
No. And I'm glad Cat stood 10 toes down and said, I don't owe you shit. You, you left out of here without so much as a phone call. I still wished you the best. I don't speak ill of you. I want you to succeed. But I can't offer you what you once had here. Because it, it's not beneficial to Cat. Little brother or not, it's still a business. Right. And what is it with you niggas and not one niggas being gender neutral on these shows? What is it with you niggas and not want to pay boo friend? Like I because that was one of the damn problems at at, at nine man. Niggas didn't want to pay no damn boo friend. That part is so confusing to me. Like I I just want to know. When when so many people got in the mindset that in those type of work environments where the norm is that you pay booth rent or the shop owner gets some percentage of your profit and you feel like, okay, I ain't got to pay it. No, you got to pay what you owe. Yeah, like nigga, I mean, bills suck, but you do have to pay them. You do have to pay them. And and I feel like I do agree that booth rent should be dependent on the reputation of the shop, the amount of traffic coming in and out the shop so that you could pick up walk-ins and build clientele. I'm 100% certain that Cat has a shop where there's a lot of traffic in and out the shop and you can build up your clientele rather quickly because she does have so many good artists in that shop. Hell, herself being one of them. And then on the other end, I also agreed with the I am people when they said that Lemire, I mean, not Lemire, um, KP, KP and Kim was trying to charge too much booth rent for a shop that's relatively unknown. A like shop that they just that they just got open. Yeah, but Cat has been open. Enigma is established. It's a Cat is turning into a big name in the tattoo industry. They she's being lauded as one of the best to do it, which we always reason. said Cat was very talented. She just had too much damn mess at she nine minutes. Too much with, mess with Ryan. Nine, yeah, because her and Ryan blurred too many lines. Right. But she seems to have a thriving shop. And I agree with her. She don't owe Eric shit. Agreed. And speaking of which, I'm glad that you brought it up with the I am with uh I am and KP and Tim. What the hell do you niggas get off charges so goddamn much? Y'all barely got this fucking shop open. You got so much goddamn disarray with your client, with your staff, with your clientele. What the fuck do you niggas get off charges so goddamn much? Exactly. KP, you are literally just Kyla Press boyfriend, baby daddy, whatever the hell. And Tim, you still just a loud nigga that wear bucket hats. You don't even put in, you don't you don't even invest into your staff and your artists and your clients to build up their reputation because y'all too busy being goddamn petty losers. Absolutely. Then had the nerve to charge them so much in booth rent hard ER, excuse me. Yeah, hard ER, excuse me. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> what? 
Ooh, I can't stand them two niggas. <laughs> I, I, I cannot stand them. I truly do not like them. Do not like their energy. Do not like their attitudes. Do not like the grandstanding. Do not like how they speak to people. I just do not care for KP and Tim. And you couldn't pay me to get a tattoo in that fucking shop because I I still ain't seen no fire at work come from KP. Okay, let's talk. Hello, let's get to the root. Let's talk about it. Like we seen him do one or two tattoos and they was mediocre at best. They was all right. Heavy on the eye. Heavy. Like it, they ain't the worst things. I mean, it's not you know, it's not Donna misspelling levels of bad, but it ain't it ain't top tier work either. Exactly. So, so again, I just do not understand the audacity of the decisions that y'all make. Now, in the one situation, that, who was it? Was it Nessie? Yeah. Now, in that situation, you know, we after we you know after they rolled the clips back and we got all the information. Yeah, you was right smoke, in that situation. The, the smoke they got for Nesty is very much justified, but everything else is a bit right. much. Everything also, else is too much. I don't dislike Voodoo Doll, but I'm kind of tired of the uh the grew up in a cult story. I never celebrated birthdays because I grew up in a cult. I never had chicken strips because I grew up in a cult. <laughs> you, you I've never so been to Target because I grew up in a cult. We, get it, we understand. You grew up in a cult. Got it. We get it. You get on my nerves. You not tired never, of hearing about everything she can do because she grew up in a cult? Never hit you. Can tell. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, I'm glad that we're here because I'm not gonna hold you. I just didn't want to be an asshole and say it, but I've been tired of that shit. Cause yeah, like, because like, my thing I'm is tired of it. Because my thing is like, okay, we've established this, and we've established that you're trying to navigate with this. But what do you have other than this? Like that's my thing. Like if she had other stuff going along with this, like try to navigate being an artist with this, you know. Now, granted, part of that is again because. KP and Tim don't know what the hell they're doing. So, you know, she don't fully have control of that aspect. But there's have to, there has to be more to her than the trauma that she uh, endured growing up. You know what she, it reminds me of? What? It reminds me, remind me of somebody on the, on the timeline that always got some shit going on. Yeah. It's like, damn. Like, it, like literally nobody, you know, well... <laughs> Well, you know, I was I was, you know, I was jumped by two pit bulls as a child. Like, nigga, we was talking about chicken wings. What the heck? What? How did we get from point A to point B? That's what she reminded me of. She reminded me of one of those people where their trauma is their identity. Exactly. Yeah. And, it, a and trauma it's like, baby, and it's like just, baby, you are so much more than that. Well, at least you should be. She just likes to bond over her traumatic life experiences and like we get it, but enough of that. Um, I can't remember her name. Cute little thing with the pink hair. Let me tell you some uh 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 paint uh paint and puff sounds fun. Right. That's up my alley. I would like to set that up. Sound like my kind of carrying on. That sounds like my kind of carrying on. Paint and puff. I like it. Picasso, <laughs> literally. Little, little, little puff puff twang, if you will. Yeah, paint puff and Picasso. Let's go. 
that's all I really had. I want to head over to New York because um, there's a few things that I, I want to talk about. I'm married to somebody that's born is, and was has, was partially raised in New York. I am. A, a good old Bronx nigga, if you will. And I'm... I, y'all never think it's more niggas outside of the niggas where y'all see niggas at. <laughs> like the whole thing when C's was up there, when they went up there, was it Milwaukee? Yeah, it was yeah. Milwaukee, right? Where Teddy opened the shop. Mm-hmm. And that just got so annoyed at these motherfuckers acting like they were so shocked to see niggas. Like it might yeah. not be a ton of niggas, but one thing for sure and two for certain is that you is nowhere you gonna be able to go in this country and not find some black people. Mm-hmm. Now, will you find as many as that's in New York? No. No. But you gonna then, find some niggas. You gonna find some niggas, and to you know, shout out to Teddy for fully embracing black culture in milwaukee yeah because that's it another seems thing. to be very robust yeah that's another thing like you again <clears throat> like you you might not find as many niggas you know as somewhere like you know atlanta which honestly hell with you know that's a whole nother topic for another day oh uh, because <laughs> lord this generation but uh you're gonna find niggas and you're gonna find niggas having their own subset of culture amongst niggas in whatever area that they in. Right. Right. I agree. Uh, Teddy did a phenomenal job getting the shop open and, you know, that's a good look. But I, I do think that if Black Ink is not Teddy's dream, is not what he's passionate about, he, he really has just got to step back from Black Ink and forge his own path. And, and allow somebody else to step in like Van, because Van is thriving since he left uh, Nine Mag, but it also seems like Nine Mag, the whole Nine Mag situation was a wake-up call and how you handle your friends when you're doing business. Because Van was the sole cause of the deterioration of the friendship between him, Ryan, Four, and Don. By letting Charmaine get some up. Yeah, he did that. And so now I think he has a better grasp on how to do business, especially with people that you also have built friendships and bonds with. And he seems to be doing a really good job with Black Ink Houston. I'm all for Teddy stepping away from Black Ink as a whole and doing his thing. Yeah, because my my because I think we talked about it last week. Um, like I, it is annoying that sees you know at like can't nobody you know find themselves outside of Black King. Like, that's annoying as fuck. But this, I th- I do think acting, you know, if this is what Teddy wants to do, this is one of those things where I know he thinks he can do both, but I don't really think he can. Not that he doesn't have the ability. It's just what he's trying to do just takes so much time, dedication, that I don't really think he can do both. And he doesn't have to do both. I feel like he definitely can pursue, you know, his dreams, you know, now granted, we might, you know, crack jokes about his dreams, but, you know, he, he's right to pursue his dreams. And I, he can still be part of the Black Ink family. But I do think, you know, I do agree that, you know, it's perhaps best if he stepped down and let somebody else take a role. Um, at the same time, though, um, 
I feel that seeds should, um, if not uh, having Teddy do it or have a conversation with Teddy, have somebody spearhead that and maybe have Ted help them from time to time. Y'all have the power, the money, the staff, the flexibility to do that. Well, I think Teddy said it last week. Y'all ain't broke niggas in the Bronx no more. Y'all got money. You got resources. You can figure it out. You literally got Puma there. You know, Puma, since y'all reforged y'all friendship, Puma been damn near the brains of the operation. And I had great ideas. You can work it out. Absolutely. So I want to talk about the Atlanta shop and how I wholeheartedly, I wholeheartedly agree with C's decision to fire everybody because once we got full disclosure about the situation, that is absolutely what the Atlanta staff did was a stab in the back to C's and a stab in their own backs. C said after the last convention that they went to this particular person who puts together these conventions, he voiced his concerns and had some opinions about how black artists were treated at these conventions and how they weren't put in positions to be as visible as their white counterparts. And the owner told him basically, well, there was nothing he could do because he don't want to piss off basically the, the big, the big name white artists. Mm. And C said that at that point going forward, he was no longer going to participate in any conventions put together by this person. And what did his Atlanta staff do? Run off to Vegas to a convention under the black ink, under the black ink name, not even as individuals, but under the black ink name. If that ain't a reason to fire a group of motherfuckers, I don't know what he is. Yeah, I hate that I have to agree with C's, but goddamn it, I agree with C's. Why are you working against your own best interests? Is my question. Why are you working for them? Well, if, working for them crackers. And my thing is, if y'all are, if y'all so badly want to do tattoo conventions, why not ask C's to get all of the all of the people together in the Black Ink brand and figure and figure out what it takes to put together their own convention where they can showcase black talent in the tattoo industry. Mm-hmm. We got to stop trying to run behind and sit at these white folks tables. They don't want us there. And yeah, when C's when C's peeped that he he said, "Okay, fuck it. You would never get a dime from me again." So to go against everything your boss said and to have full disclosure about why he said that and to still do it, to want to be in a space with people that don't want you a part of their space, you you fucking stupid. Yeah, like I don't agree with C's on much, but, you know, he actually, you know, took took the stand for something that's important and worth a damn. And y'all said, nah, let's chase them crackers. Like, I... I can't fault the man. At all. I think it was the best decision. Um, and I'm glad that so many of the New York artists were able to get their ass in gear and get down to the Atlanta shop and start working because, yeah, everybody should have been fired for that. You, you don't, you as a whole, in any job you work at, you don't get to undermine your boss and get away with it. 
So I'm not sure why they felt like that was okay, but it was dead ass wrong. And C's was standing up for a good cause. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you know who... You know who can't never stand up? Rock and fucking Crystal. Together, they like dumb and fucking dumber. And they have no place on their show, to be honest. No, they don't. They don't. They really don't. Mm-mm. Like, okay, y'all go together. That's cute. I ain't seen y'all do any damn tattoos since. Where are the tattoos? First of all, if you've never taken your dog on a road trip, why wouldn't you do a test run of like maybe going from New York to Jersey or driving to Philly with your dog to see how the dog responds? First of all, it wasn't no dog. Y'all wasn't never on the road. As Puma and and, uh, Teddy said, that shit sound like something my dog ate my homework ass shit. At y'all grown ass ages. At y'all grown ass ages. And I hope that C's really getting y'all ass too. Talking about the dog ran in the front seat, big crystal, bitter arm, bitter stomach, then tried to bite him. They had to pull over and they was in Virginia. And instead of finishing the trip to Atlanta, they gonna drive all the way back up to New York. Y'all think everybody dumb? Y'all really think everybody dumb? <clears throat> I won't rock. I won't. <laughs> I almost called them rock and shake. <laughs> I won't you rock. know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> I, I won't rock and crystal to leave me alone. <laughs> um, I, we, I thought Tati was going to jail, but she's not going to jail. She's probably going to get Damn. off with some probation or or something like that and so you know damn the one time a roof for somebody to go to jail I was, <laughs> um but i want to talk about her passing out at that vineyard girl what the fuck also why is donna still on this show hello thank you I'm, I'm why glad is donna still on this show fish? constant lack of accountability and nobody holds her accountable, not even Alex ass. Well, he's fish. He gonna beat him. Get this bitch off our TV screen. You have been mean, nasty, ugly, unkind, uh, xenophobic, just every fucking thing. Why are you still on this show? If Donna can still be on this show, y'all need to bring Sky back. Okay, I'm, I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If if you can keep Donna on this show after the comments she made after the shooting in the massage parlors in Atlanta, Scott should be able to come back. Not only, in addition to that, literally. And was beating on Alex. Right, because like I said before, I don't give a damn what that would say. Donna has been abusive to him, and Puma was absolutely right when he said, I'm not filming with a domestic abuser. And like Candace just said, if y'all Letting Donna still be on this show, then y'all have no excuse to bring Sky back. Now, granted, I don't want either of them on this damn show. Absolutely. But how in the hell y'all making concessions for Donna, but Sky can't come back? And and Donna can't even tattoo. (laughs) Right? Like, child, uh uh. 
I don't like that big fish. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. Before we move on, before we move on, uh, something just clicked in my head to just go look at the uh, Yelp reviews for Black Ink Atlanta. Uh, do you do you want to know how, how many stars they got, friend? Three. Close. Two point five. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I just want to read one of the one of the reviews. I just want to read one of them. <clears throat> and the review says, "This place is trashy, just like on TV. Unprofessional as as it gets. First, you must book online. No walk-ins to go online to book an appointment. Then they have the audacity to be late, trashy, and unprofessional when you actually do have an appointment and book." Sounds about right. Sounds about right. <laughs> That was about right. Mm-mm-mm. Well, maybe it'll change now the season on fire. Well, we're going to hop over to Ratchet Reloaded, where we are about to discuss um, marriage boot camp and love after lockup. <laughs> it's going to be a doozy. Woo. So, okay. Marriage boot camp. I want to stand in truth and transparency and say it with my whole chest. I do not like Lyrica or A1. They are obnoxious. They are self-centered. They are lazy. They are shallow. They are pedantic. They make a ton of excuses and they never hold themselves accountable for any fucking thing. And they think they're above the law on this show. Whole chest. Whole chest. Always fucking complaining. Yeah, always fucking complaining. Don't want to play by the rules. Don't want to take direction. Y'all are here for a check. And please just say that. Y'all don't want to be married. A1 tried to kiss Lyrica. She wiped it off. Why'd you do that? You don't want to be married to no man if he kiss you and it makes you react like that. Right, motherfucker, kiss you and you act like you just stood up your damn toe. You just act like like somebody, your husband kissed you, but you just act like a homeless person put their finger on your lip and gave you a bum bump. Like what? Yeah, you know what I feel like watching this episode. It it, it can't it put me back in the mindset of we and this goes even all the way back to little uh uh what's the damn show Hollywood. Uh, Love Hip Hop Hollywood. A one and Lyrica are not interesting. What was juicy was the fights between their mamas. Because they right. really, because them together on their own without their mamas, they really not interesting. Because it's like two stupid motherfuckers having having a drooling match. Right. Like y'all ain't got two goddamn brand sales between y'all and A one pearls. Exactly. Exactly. Where's your mamas? Bring your mamas. That's where the meat and potatoes were. That's where the because even because remember when they had that fucking um what was that shit that Ray J produced the conversation. We only watched that shit, and when we watched that shit, that was only interesting because of y'all two mamas fight again. Exactly. Exactly. So. I also 
I I hold doctors accountable when it's deserved. And was it the marriage boot camp with Tahiri and some other guy where she was throwing shit at him and hitting him and they acted like he was the one in the wrong? Uh, make was it Mako? Was it Mano? No, it May, wasn't Mano. Mako, one of the two. Some would have him. Some would it. It was somebody. Yeah, some nigga. And I, I'm getting that same energy with Rich and, and Mariah Lynn. Mariah Lynn is constantly trying to hold Rich Dollars accountable for the abuse that she has endured at the hands of men that are not Rich Dollars. And I think that is fucking unfair. I think it gives abusers an escape route to not have to be held accountable for their abuse. And Rich is on trial for some shit he didn't do. And Mariah Lynn talking about my leg got fractured in four places because of a man I was dealing with while me and Rich wasn't together. But if he would have just been the man I needed, that other man wouldn't have abused me. You can't put that on Rich. That's not how that works. You read that back to yourself and and understand how dumb that's not. And it's and it's and I hate that I'm saying this, but I got to admit that Rich has been here to do the work. And Mariah Lynn gets to have all these demands. But when Rich says, ask her to do something, it's well, you you not my daddy, and you're not gonna talk to me like this. I'm gonna be honest. If we're working together to complete a task, you are not going to motherfuck me the whole time you're speaking to me. You are not going to curse at me and be talking to me like I'm not shit while we're doing it. And when I say, hey, can you watch how you talking to me? You don't have to cuss at me every other word in your sentence to me. You ain't my daddy. No, that should just be basic, basic fucking respect and common decency. I know you fucking lying. Nigga, Mariah Lynn is the same age as me. I know you fucking lying. Ain't no way in the hell that motherfucker 31. That's a 31 lie. I know you fucking lying because I just happened to look up Rich and uh, Mariah's ages. Rich is 44. Google saying that Mariah Lynn 31. Ain't no way in the hell that motherfucker same Lynn age as me. Mariah Lynn ain't no fucking 31. That motherfucker ain't no goddamn 31. I believe I don't believe she's 40, but she's definitely on the tail end of her 30s. Like I definitely think she's around my age, like 37, 38. She well, damn sure look it. That, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Well, if I got no damn 31. You're a 30 lot. Even though I don't care for Rich or Mariah Lynn, all like that. Take that away from it. I don't think they're a good match for each other. I think she has too much trauma to want the healthy relationship she claims to want with Rich. She's got to she's got to get some help and get herself together. I'm not saying Rich is perfect. He got some shit with him. Like you knew who she was when you got with her in yeah, terms right. of the I'm a hold this, I'm a hold that. I don't think you maybe you didn't you didn't know about all of the domestic abuse she has endured because that just came to light since y'all been here. But you knew who she was when you got with her and you still got with her. Mm. 
and she got too much trauma and baggage to have a healthy relationship with anybody. It could be rich. It could be, you know, it could be any fucking person. She's just not in a space to have a healthy relationship because she needs to get some fucking help and unpack a lot of that trauma. You know what I, what, you know what I think this is? I think this is a situation of, yeah, and, um, like it's it's been talked about before. You know how like when men get older and you know some men have the you know feel of like you know never settling down or you know never you know having you know just somebody. I feel like Rich like looked around and was like, "Well, me and Mariah been on again, off again, and I ain't getting any younger. So let me try to make this work." Knowing how toxic she was, not counting the you know the trauma that she had with the abuse, like you said, because that's a new revelation. But knowing how toxic she was, he was just like, "I ain't getting any younger. I need to settle with somebody." And I feel like he is here for right reasons, but Mariah is if if. Let's get married by Jagged Edge was a person. It's rich. It's rich. It's, it's rich. I ain't getting and, no younger. I might as well do it. Right. It is, you know. And I feel like Mariah is, I don't want to say here for a check, but I'm saying she here for a check. I want to say she here for a check. I believe she's settling as well. And what I mean is not to say that Rich is not a decent person or it could be a decent partner or whatever the case may be, because honestly, we've never heard, like, we saw how things went with him and Erica Mena. But again, this is another situation where I feel like Rich has a type. He, he gets with uh, emotionally stunted women. And then when it blows up, he looking confused. Like, why did it go? Why did it turn out like that? Because in my opinion, Mariah Lynn is just a far less attractive version of Erica Mena in terms of how they move about romantic relationships. Just very toxic, very much trying to make their current partner pay for the discretions uh, and the indecencies and the mistreatment of their past partners. And that's just not how healthy relationships work. And I'm kind of aggravated that Dr. Ish has not sat her down and told her that. Yes, you and Rich have some issues, but you cannot continue to put your baggage from previous relationships off on Rich and make him unpack them and answer for how you were mistreated previously. Rich can only atone for and deal with his indiscretions in y'all relationship. Yeah, he can only be accountable to himself. He can't be accountable to what other people have you know, done to you. That's not, that's not fair to rich at all. And also if every time we got to do something or we are given a task or things get stressful in this situation, the first thing you do is turn to some type of alcohol. There's an issue there. They wasn't, the challenge wasn't even started good yet. She trying to chug champagne. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the problem of the alcoholic variety. Um, also, you know who I don't like, and I I would I she deserved to get slapped in her face. Lola, aka Gangsta Boo. When you got me sitting up here side more with this white man than you, 
you need to shoot me the fair one. <laughs> yeah, I got a scrap. You are absolutely, <laughs> you are mean as fuck to your partner. And this is the thing. I wouldn't, I, I would never date no white man. I don't want no white man, no pink meat. But you're in a relationship <laughs> with this, you're in a relationship with this man. And so we're going to look at it as y'all are, y'all are a couple. I'm going to take y'all race and y'all like y'all race out of it. You are very fucking mean and condescending to Emmett. Damn it. Real quick. Can we just say that this motherfucker is white and got one of the blackest names I've ever done? Emmett, yeah. Yeah. But but continue, continue, continue. From the the south. A cracker from the south. But continue, continue, continue. You are very fucking mean. You are belligerent. You are belittling. You are demeaning to him. And then when he blows up, you don't understand why. Mm-hmm. You were sitting up there calling that man all type of bitches and motherfuckers. That I don't like that. Verbal abuse is abuse. Yeah, I don't like that. I am a person. I am a human being. I am a, an adult just like you. Don't talk to me like that because I'm not going to talk to you like that. If you got to talk to, if you feel the need to talk to me like that, then we don't need to be together. Period. Verbal abuse is abuse. Words deal the same type of blows that hands can. And the uh, the impression lasts longer. You smack a motherfucker, they face might turn red, but then it, 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 it's gone in a matter of hours. Just walk, just walk it off. It'll be all right. Walk it off. But the, the things that you say to people in, in heated moments has a long-lasting impression on them. You are fucking mean to him. Yeah, she just seems like a mean person in general. Like, to him, yes, obviously, but just in general. Like, she just don't seem like a good person. Yeah. A kind person. She just... (laughs) She don't. And I want to... I was about to say something real messed up. (laughs) I want to say um, that she made a statement about how your kids shouldn't be in your business and your relationship and this, that, and the third. And I wholeheartedly disagree. When you are in a healthy relationship, then yeah, there's no reason that anybody would be in your business when it comes to that. When you see your kids in unhealthy, toxic, abusive relationships, or you see your parents in unhealthy, toxic, abusive relationships, it is very, very hard and unrealistic to expect the people that love you the most to be quiet about it. I agree. So if you tired of his kids being in y'all business or having shit to say about y'all relationship, why don't y'all do the fucking work to make the relationship healthy? When things are happy and healthy, there's no reason for people to have concerns or be embedded in your situation because it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah, like, nigga, if you don't want his kids, get his kids, if you don't want his kids having opinions, how about treat their damn dad better? You ever thought about that, genius? You calling their damn daddy all type of bitches and hoes and motherfuckers and then wonder why they got some, why they concerned about their damn daddy. And got so much to say about you and don't like you and don't care for you. Like in what world, in what world 
do you listen to somebody berate and disrespect your parent and then still be like, oh, hey, hey, girl, hey, what's good? You miss me? Let's go grab lunch. Absolutely fucking not. His kids are not supposed to like you because if you, if what we get is just a small glimpse of how you talk to him and deal with him and communicate with him, you are a fucking monster when there are no cameras around. Yeah, because I was just about to say, granted, you know, we understand that this is TV, you know, you know, it's cameras and stuff and all. We get that. But like you hell on wheels with the motherfuckers on. I can't imagine what you are with a mouth. And if you are even a fraction of the same type of motherfucker that you are when these cameras are off, you goddamn right his kids don't like you and concerned about their damn daddy. You treat him like shit. Jabria, are you smart? Exactly. <laughs> also, um, Emmett, I agree. There should be some boundaries where your mother is concerned. But at the same time, I do feel like, again, Gangsta Boo is being weird because you don't have to compete with his mama because y'all sit in two different places in his life and in his heart. There should You should never feel there's any competition. Right. And Emmett, you should really check how you are handling your mom and your woman if she if they feel like they have to compete with each other. There are some boundaries that you haven't established with both women. Both women, gangsta boo too, because she shouldn't even feel comfortable calling your mama no type all types of bitches and hoes, and talking about what the fuck she better do and she need to do. Boundaries have never been established, which that's a whole nother conversation to me because anybody of sound mind and body, anybody with emotional intelligence, don't need those boundaries established. They should already be there. You should be adult enough to to maintain certain boundaries with your partner's parents and your parents should be able to maintain certain boundaries with your partner so what that tell me is your mama's a fucking doofus and gangsta boo is a fucking doofus it's a doofus fucking sandwich and you sitting right in the middle you got a doofus palooza exactly um let me say Carrie Michelle has really surprised me on this show. She's not completely terrible. She's not completely terrible. She, in my opinion, she's not even terrible at all. And she's she seems to want to come to some type of common ground with Caston. That's his name, Caston, and and figure something out. And I only wish them the best. She absolutely had every right to pop off on A1 and Lyrica because y'all was in somebody else's business when you should have been minding yours. That's the problem. They don't have no business to mind. That's the exact damn problem. Hey, Michelle, the producers told her after you do your green screen or after you do your green screen interview, we'll bring you your phone so you could do whatever you need to do on your phone for your 15 or 20 minutes. We saw K. Michelle go do her green screen interview. So why would Lyrica and A1 be speaking on K. Michelle having her phone when y'all dead ass lied to get y'all phones earlier in the episode? Talk about you need to check on your 
check on your baby because your mom just had knee surgery and all this other shit. Whole time this bitch looking at sunglasses. Looking at sunglasses to still be ugly. Scrolling Instagram. That's another reason why you can tell that A1 and Lyrica just here for a check and they ain't really got no business. Because why are y'all making such an uh, issue about something that's this goddamn dumb? And why drag your castmates into it? Like, I don't understand because in my, this is my issue. If, if anybody in this house under, understands motherfucking contracts and what you sign your name on the X and the dotted line, it's you two motherfuckers. Y'all are producers and writers and artists. Right. So you knew what you signed up for. You knew what was in the paperwork. So what you so mad about? And they didn't even say you couldn't get your phone. They said, we'll bring you your phones after y'all do y'all final green screen interview for the night. Then you got A1 big, dumb, hockey puck looking ass trying to knock shit over and intimidate the production cast. Boy fucking bye. And I wish K. Michelle would have knocked Lyrica upside her motherfucking head with that iron. Talking about somebody body. How you talking shit about K. Michelle body and you sitting over there with the same amount of silicone running through your motherfucking booty cheeks? You and A1 already spilled the tea on how much plastic surgery you two motherfuckers didn't have put together. All right, Lyrica, you got all that work done and you still one of the unbaddest bitches I've ever seen. Saddest bitch, unbaddest bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, ma'am, please. <laughs> I, I absolutely would have flown off the handle at K at Lyrica and A1. Don't bring my name into shit. I don't have shit to do with y'all shit. I'm minding my own motherfucking business. And I've been trying to keep the peace with y'all and, and, you know, reconcile. We didn't have some words in the past, but I'm trying to do this and, and I want to see us all win. Why drag me into something I haven't been fucking bothering you? Again, over something so fucking stupid. Because you didn't want to fucking compromise. But that speaks volumes to y'all relationship as a whole. Y'all have never compromised. Y'all have never met each other in the middle. Y'all don't know how to communicate without going zero to a hundred. Y'all check out, y'all lose y'all shit. And then y'all just cheating all over each other. And Lyrica, you are a fucking lazy, shallow basket case. And I'm not saying cheating is right. But just a glimpse into your personality on this show, I understand why a1 finds it elsewhere. Mm. You are insufferable. I agree. At the same time, though, it's I feel like in A1's case, it's another, it's, it's another case of you knew what you signed up for. Yeah. Because ain't, no, well, ain't, no, ain't no way in here A1 didn't know that she was a fucking airhead. What, I, what I will say is I feel like their situation could be a little different because when they got together... They was in the struggle, in the grind, trying to come up. And now that they both found some level of success, and honestly, A1 more than Lyrica, 
I definitely do believe she moves in a manner which she's kind of jealous of A1. A1 is Grammy nominated. We see him working with Chris Brown and all these other big name artists right now. He's in his bag. And she's just kind of okay. You know, she's just kind of there. And I do feel like she does quite a bit to sabotage them and him. And of course, the cheating doesn't help. That's fair. The cheating doesn't help. The cheating absolutely does not help them at all. But I think Lyrica's a coward because she don't want to be with A1. And she's too much of a coward to just go through with the divorce. Like we said earlier, she don't even want to kiss him. A peck on the lips. We're not even talking about no full-fledged tongue down. He pecked her on the lips and she acted like this motherfucker had grayscale. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Before we go over to uh, Love After Lockup, what I want to say is um, shit finna get spicy because who brought Booger Sugar to the house? Who brought narcotic in the house? A couple is getting kicked out this week coming up for bringing cocaine in the house. Cocaine. And, and I, believe it's, I believe it's Lyrica at A1. Probably. But it also wouldn't shock me if it was Mariah Lynn. Yeah, because what's she doing? Cocaine in one time? I don't even know. She just looked like the type. <laughs> I don't necessarily... <laughs> But I feel like Lyrica and A1 because they act like the cokeheads. They just they just walking around. They don't know what day of the week it is. They ain't sure if they change their socks or nothing. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the episode coming this week. Marriage boot camp this season. We had low expectations for it. But it's actually been delivering. It's been delivering. I can say that much. Speaking of delivering, let's address this elephant in the room. Ray Dean, you is a low-down, cold, stinking bitch, boy. And let me tell you something. I absolutely am not upset if you used that man for money while you was locked up for commissary. But when you got out of jail, you have had ample opportunities to tell this man you are legally married to that woman that's in jail and you continue to sit up in his fucking face and play with him. And you file for that. Like, that's really trash. Cause you could have ghosted the motherfucker when you got, when you was about to get out, you could have just stopped responding to phone to, to letters and every fucking thing else. Mm -hmm. You could have act like this man no longer existed to you. You could have got your ass out of jail, could went to your parents' house and called it a fucking day. But you are at, you are married sitting up in this man's face, acting like he's the problem and he's asking too much of you. And the truth is he's not. He's not asking too much of you. He's asking too much of you if as a married woman. Right. Which, but that, but therein lies the problem. And I, I do, I, I just absolutely do not agree with that. And y'all, you got to be honest. And when you got called out by his friend, you tried to act like she was boo-boo the fucking fool, but she pulled your motherfucking card. 
you're using him. And, and I'm gonna be honest. We know, I know you're using him just based on how your wife reacts to you being around this man. Y'all, you and your wife have an, have an agreement that you could deal with this man so that he could continue to put material things and money in your hand. And I guarantee you're sending a lot of it to her while she's still in jail. Yep. Like that is what's happening. You are running his pockets for your wife. And you're going to reap what you sow. Cause that's totally, that's pretty foul. He think he's dealing with a single woman. Yeah. You like to eat a little pussy here and there. You are a whole ass married woman, legally married. Um, the the twin sisters, I can't think of their names. Twin um, There we go. So he has apologized sincerely for how he handled things that that in that situation there's nothing else for him to discuss he even said i need to make a conscious effort to talk to people differently than because i respond and react to how i was treated while i was in jail and i picked up that attitude and mentality and i have to change that yeah so sitting up, talk about I, we I ain't going to never let nobody come between us. He don't want to come between y'all. He don't want you not around. He wants you around. He realizes how important you are to, to his girlfriend, your sister, and he wants y'all to have a good relationship. And he knows that you love your nieces and your nieces love you. I don't think this man is actively trying to push you out of the picture, but that weird ass codependent twin shit got you acting like he trying to steal her away from you you're her sister yeah that's her man y'all again y'all dwell into totally different places in in her life there should be no competition so why are you making it competitive and he wants to get married he wants to settle down first of all let me say this he got his ass out of jail and got a job immediately hello love to see you we love to see it. And when he went to get an engagement ring, he made sure to get promise rings for those girls. I don't know what the future holds, but from what we have seen from him, he has his intentions in the right place. He is not trying to use this woman and lay up and leech off of her. He's working. He's providing. He wants to marry her, and he wants to make sure that she knows and his girls know that he will love them as if they were his. Uh-huh. And you sitting up here talking about, i break that wedding up if you do this. To... Bitch, stay sober. You know what that, you know what that kind of, they weird codependency remind me of? Remember the two twins on Little Women Atlanta? Yep. That's what it reminds me of. Which, side note, speaking of, prayers up for Miss Juicy. Oh, what's wrong with Juicy? Uh, oh, you can see, um, well, at least um, from what I saw, I think I saw the, the news broke, uh, was it Thursday? Either Thursday or Friday that she was hospitalized. Um, details still coming out, but she was hospitalized. So keep Miss Juicy in your prayers. Yeah, prayers up to Miss Juicy. 
Yes. But um, these that's what these two twins remind me of. The now two twins on uh Little Women Atlanta with the codependency yeah, shit. You trying to have you trying to have a pissing match and he's not trying to go there. Right. He 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 wants you to be around, he wants you there, welcomed you, open arms, wants to have a fam- a family unit, including you. He just wants you to stop being weird. Get off the fucking gas. Like that's that's what you can do. Get off the gas and and get into some narcotics anonymous and stay sober and stay clean and focus on getting yourself a job as well. Okay, do that. Get you some money. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> get you some money, bitch. Get a job. <laughs> Um, what's the what's the guy name that he dating a woman that was friends with his mama? Uh fuck. Is it Chris? I think it's a, yes. Chris don't owe that woman shit, and I do not feel sorry for her in any capacity because his mama tried to tell you that you shouldn't go getting involved with her son like that, and you disregarded everything, and now. You you seeing for yourself that he's not considerate. He's very self-centered. Mm. He's all about him. Mm. And you weird too, because writing him letters as trying to pretend to be a totally different woman is fucking weird. It's giving weird. And the crazy part is he never took the fucking bait. I want to... I want to tell Chris, go home to your mom and your grandma because that situation you in with her, she wants to be your mother. And she and anytime somebody is running around talking about you ungrateful, you don't appreciate this, I do this for you and you don't care, I don't have to do this, but yet I do it. That's how people talk to their kids. Talk about it, friend. That's how people talk to their kids. I bought you new tennis shoes. You scuffed them up. I bought you a new coat. You tore a hole in it. You ungrateful. I put groceries. You don't appreciate. I keep the rent paid. I keep the that's that's how that's how I'm like that old school shit. How parents talk to their kids. You not talking to that man like he's your partner. And I don't give a fuck about you trying to bring your silly bitch uh, of a sister into it. Silly you, bitch of a sister is taking me down. Yeah, a silly bitch of a sister because with, if anything, your sister need to be, bitch, you need to get on your sister about uh, fishing for dick in the prison playground. <laughs> prison painters. That that guy is so, he's an adult, but even still, he is so much younger than your sister, than your baby sister. And you don't think it's fucking weird? You telling him what he bet not do and how he hurt her feelings and this, that, and the third. So why are you being weird to me? Weird. Right, but it's not weird that she fucking with somebody young enough to be her son. I don't I don't dislike him because again, he didn't seek that woman out. She sought him out. She sought him out against the advice of her, her former friend. You are trying to buy his love and this is the end result of it. 
And I don't think he should fall for her tantrums and all that mental manipulation and guilt tripping bullshit. You are getting exactly what you signed up for. Suffer. Speaking of suffering, Bramwin and Chaz. Mm. Baby, your stripper daughter having to pay for lunch because your new husband credit card declined is some shit. Ain't it? It's an evil world we live in. Y'all be trying to buy their love in prison and you can't afford it. That's sad. That's embarrassing. Especially especially considering that's the one thing that y'all... Because, I mean, you've talked about it. You know, we've talked about it. How predatory, Honestly, how predatory it is in any way trying to date somebody in prison and, you know, that doesn't have a you know, a pot to piss in or winner to throw it out of. But like when they get out and you, but you also don't have that window and or pot. That's, that's sad. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Get up. Stand Please. up. Please. Please. Like at least a person in prison, like they got a reason to be, to be broke. Not you. Exactly. That's embarrassing. That's super embarrassing and sad yeah. because not to be funny, but a huge issue with a lot of these people g- getting going to prison, coming out, going back, coming out, is that there's no financial stability and they end up doing shit they ain't got no business doing. Correct. So if your selling point was that you could provide her with that stability, but your yeah. car getting declined for $30 lunches, where are we going from here? That's sad. That's sad. Like, like, like my nigga, that was lunch. You have you seen these gas prices? Hell, thirty dollars won't even get you a full tank no more. Exactly. And if thirty dollars can't get you a tank or get you some food, you might need to diversify your bonds, my nigga. Even that or we need to bully Robinette for some stimmies. One of the damn two. For sure. Both. Right. Let's let's go with both. Um, old girl was wilding on Martel. Like, I can't even defend her. Like, you wake up late, you 45 minutes late, picking somebody up. They've been standing out there for 45 minutes trying to get in touch with you and contact you. You pick him up with an attitude like they did something to you. He said, I'm, I need to go to the barbershop. You talk about I'm hungry and this, that, and the third and start copying the attitude. He tell you to stay your ass in the car with that attitude. He going to get his hair cut. Now, common sense would say that's the, the time for you to go get something to eat since you're so hungry. Instead, you start big wilding, cussing him out, leave him there and so on and so forth. Like you, you as ridiculous as he is. Again, I say when we talked about this the the last time we talked about this. Again, I say, now I agree that she is she 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 got some shit with her as well. But that's also why again, why are you with this nigga? Because he is bringing out the worst in you. Because this did not need to 
like I agree. Like I can't, you know, I can't stand him, but I can't defend you in the situation either. But that's also why you should have left this nigga the moment he was talking shit about you, you and your home where he don't pay bills because he clearly is bringing out the worst in you. And this is not a healthy situation for either of y'all, to be honest. Exactly. Exactly. Um, They are very uninteresting to me of all of the couples. I don't know why. I, I thought it would give more, especially since she lied about fucking somebody while he was locked up for 13 years. So I would, I would be expecting all that to come to a halt, to a head at some point. Yeah, I, they, I all they do is argue about petty shit and then have sex. And that's not very interesting because we see motherfuckers do that every day in real life. Right. They're mother, they're here, we, they're motherfuckers that make records about that. Here, we, we see it, we hear it, we listen to it. So like, okay, like what else interesting can y'all bring? And so far y'all have not done anything interesting. What has been interesting is Harry and Indy. And <laughs> Harry <A virus. laughs> Harry is a gaslighting piece of shit that will be back in jail very soon. Yes. Because the way he is treating Indy, and yes, we have called her every type of dumb and goofy and stupid, but the way he specifically is treating her is fucking disgusting. It, yes, it is. Yes. She don't deserve that. She yeah. does not deserve that because you had an opportunity to tell that girl, no, do not move out here. I'm not ready to be in a fully committed relationship the minute I get out of jail. Do not do that. I'm not ready. I don't have a way for to support you, to support us, for us to have no family together. We would be out here living pillar to post because I don't even really have a place to lay my head. That is not a good idea for you to pack up everything and bring your child out here and us to be struggling. You had opportunity to do that, but what did you choose to do? Not that. Not that. And Gaslighter, when she brings it up, y'all ain't never put yourself in my shoes. You wouldn't even have to be in your shoes if you would just had gotten a job and made an honest living. You chose to rob somebody and kidnap them and catch all them charges. Nobody made you do that. I'm not even other ways to get money. I'm not even going to hold you. He said nobody was in his shoes, sir. You didn't have shoes to begin with. And you flying off the handle on her and she ain't doing shit. Nobody, what about, why nobody thought about how this would affect me when I got out? You the reason you in jail. Hello? Did nobody put you there? You put yourself there. You did that. You had other options. And you chose none of them. You you chose the 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 road less traveled, which ended up being the road to prison. I'm so glad her mama came out there. A mama know when they kid ain't where they usually at. A parent knows. Let me take that back. Parents know. Aunties know, uncles know, godparents know. Don't let me just say parents. When you spend a lot of time with children and you get close to those children, you know when something is not right with them. Mm-hmm. Same thing with your friends. I know when something's not right with Jeremy. I know when his energy feels differently. She knew. 
And she brought her ass on up there and the conversation, first of all, this where I say you stupid, Indy. Your mama say, it's time to come on back home. Let's cut all this shit out. We'll see. What's there to see? That motherfucker let you come all the way out here and cheated on you with the counselor at the halfway house and is actively choosing to stay with the counselor. We're and allows her and allows yeah. Terry to talk shit about you. Like, first of all, can we talk about how bold Harry is to cheat with the with, with the motherfucker that he should be reporting to because of his incarceration? Harry should be back in jail. Yes. And yes. she should be in jail too. Yes. Because legally, it is considered rape when you have when a guard or a CO has sex with an inmate. So it should absolutely be some legal ramifications behind halfway house workers sleeping with the patients. Mm-hmm. But that aside, Harry sits up and listens to this woman talk about you like a goddamn dog and talk about how much better she is than you and how dumb you are and this, that, and the third. So you sitting up there talking about, we'll see if I'm coming back home. Baby, baby. Stand up. The way yeah. I would have packed all my shit up, gave his sister a hug and got the fuck on and thanked her for her hospitality. But I enjoyed your mama blowing down on Harry and she gave him that talk that he been needing. Motherfucker, you wasn't spitting nothing but prison talk and she told him that. You might could do that with Indy, Terry, and anybody else, but she said, I've been in the game long enough. I didn't seen plenty of yous. Mm-hmm. She said she came across plenty of Harry who talked that good prison talk. Yeah. And he didn't, and he talked about you won't let me talk. She let him talk. He ain't had shit to say. Exactly. He ain't never had shit to say because he all literally, like she said, all talk, no bite. All talk, no bite. I agree with Indy's mama. It's time to go back to Maryland and have a spiritual divorce party and call it a fucking day. And also divorce that, uh, get rid of that damn psychic, Anaris. Get rid of of Anaris, because that bitch don't know she talk about you. You should sue Anaris. She done misguided you like a motherfucker. (laughs) Listen. Like you, you she her more, her compass is pointing south for sure. You need to send an iris an itinerary. That's what the hell you need. No, to an do. invoice. <laughs> invoice an iris. And I was happy when she put Harry out of his car and he had to walk. Suffer, nigga. Suffer. That's what you deserve. Next, uh, this week coming up is the season finale. That's gonna be interesting. And then I think we go into life after lockup. With the couples who have managed to stay together after love, after lockup, I hope we, I hope we see some of our couples we like back. I hope yeah, because some I'm, of our old not, couples back. Because I'm not gonna lie, this this new batch, you know, other than an hour, I almost said an hour, uh, Indy and Harry and a few others, like nobody has really stood out for the most part. No, not at all. Not at all. But that's it. We hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Uh, after this, we, the two will be separate again. And we hope yes. that you 
you know, believe in us and enjoy us enough to subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash flawless noises. Red noise level for $5 gets you access to Ratchet Reloaded and many more great shows. If you subscribe to the blue noise level, you get video content, you get the wind down, you get red light special, you get the lover's lounge with Reese Ray and T and so much more. So please subscribe to the Patreon. Every subscription goes to keeping the network running, keeping the great shows you like coming and getting the laughs you deserve on a, on a regular basis. Uh, will we be back next week we will we will be back next week and I think we may be back the week after because I'll be back from Bree's wedding uh, by the time we record so we for sure may be back uh, but just put a put a pin in that for now because right. niggas might be tired so but we'll see y'all back next week we appreciate y'all peace alright